Hi, y'all. It's Angela Prophet. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Business Unveiled. Today, I'm super excited to be talking with Alicia Chady. She is the owner and lead designer, and she's known as the Bride Whisperer. So you're going to want to listen in and learn how she came up with that name. And she and I have multiple connections because not only was I growing up around a family business, she's actually in a business with a best friend. You've got to listen and know how they met is like the cutest story ever. And she's also part of the founding WIPA board, which is the first Canadian WIPA chapter, which is awesome. She and I both share passion for education. And so if you listen to this podcast and you don't learn something, you're going to have to quit multitasking or rewind and like listen again, because I'm sure there's going to be a ton of takeaway nuggets on here that she's going to share with us today. So I want to welcome on Alicia. We're going to talk about curating a beautiful client relationship and tell you how it really is. And earlier she's like, if you're looking for JLo from the wedding planner, I am Jenny from the block. And that's how it is on the same way. I'm like, here I am. And if you like it, great. If we mesh, great. If not, there's the door. We're not for everybody. Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vlog Easy. That is V as in victory. Vlog Easy is an app in the iTunes store for iPhones that help you make content videos as well as vlogging on the go to share with your audience. It has absolutely transformed the way that I do video and communicate with my audience. If you are looking for an app that allows you to edit on the go, or if you simply don't know how to edit videos, this app allows you to do just that. You can record yourself in a quiet room. You don't have to remember what to say. You can simply look at your notes, and each time you're quiet and you pause, the Vlog Easy app takes all of those quiet moments out and edits everything together. It's like magic, and it saves so much. Time. Vlog Easy allows you to record in vertical or horizontal formatting. You can import existing videos that live on your phone into the app and so much more. Vlog Easy Pro gives you the unlimited cloud backup as well as removing the watermark. Give it a try for free today. The link is bit.ly, B I T dot L Y slash Vlog Easy. And all 
caps. Vlog easy is case sensitive, so be sure that you've got that caps lock on and you're putting in vlog easy in all uppercase. V is in Victor, L-O-G-E-A-S-Y. Give it a try. So Alicia, welcome. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, before we jump off and talk about how you and your best friend started your business and where you're at with WIM event planning and design, which I love that you do both because there's not a lot of people that I have the opportunity to talk with that actually bring both experiences to the table. But before we jump, jump off, give us a little bit of background of how you grew up, where you grew up, and what your journey was before you got into the wedding industry. Sure. So I grew up in Toronto in a suburb called Mississauga. Um, it's actually a pretty big suburb. <laughs> um, but so I grew up here and I am a second generation Canadian. So my parents come from Guyana, which is in South America. Um, they both grew up in pretty humble beginnings. And so growing up here, uh, my parents split up when I was five. So we had you know, sort of a different family dynamic than most of the kids that I w- uh, went to school with. And I guess growing up, because we didn't have a lot, I sort of always had this like very low risk mentality with, um, you know, sort of how I approached everything relating to money, relating to work, relating to education. And um, I also grew up like a huge tomboy. So because of all of these things, people find it that know me, people that know me from (laughs) when I was a kid, they find it very funny that I ended up being an entrepreneur working in the wedding industry. But here I am. (laughs) Girl, me too. I grew up playing kickball and softball. (laughs) Yes. I used to play hockey on roller skates. Oh my God. And that's how it, (laughs) to the point that um, I think I was 15 years old and my mom came out one day when I was playing with the neighborhood kids and she's like, okay, that's it. You're done. No more. And she literally, I was not allowed to play in the street playing hockey anymore after that, which was kind of sad, but she really tried. And I mean, I think she's proud of the fact that I'm in maybe... I don't know. I think she's proud that I'm in the wedding industry. I think it's really different than what she expected. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So what was your first, like, did you go to school in Toronto for events or hospitality or anything like that? I actually didn't. I went to school and I, um, I went to school just outside of Toronto in a city called Waterloo. I went to Wilfrid Laurier University and I studied political science and English. And my intention was actually to go into teaching. Um, I was going to do teacher's college after I was finished. And um, what ended up happening was I did some volunteer work with a school and I realized that I didn't have as much interest teaching younger kids as I thought I would. Like, I think they're so sweet and adorable. And I think that my son's preschool teachers are just the most patient, amazing people in the world, but it is not for me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It is not for me. And when I graduated, it was actually, um, we were in the middle of the recession here. And so it was kind of like, well, I've got student loans to pay off and I got to take what I can get. So I ended up getting a position at the head office of a bank um, in downtown Toronto. And I was commuting from home, um, taking the train every day and heading downtown. And I met up with one of my friends. I would meet up with her, Michelle. Uh, we would meet up ev- like three or four times a week to 
do this outdoor boot camp. And fun. <laughs> it was this super perky instructor and she was crazy. <laughs> but we would meet up and just get completely like just got our butts kicked by this instructor. And I remember both of us, we were in this uh, season of, you know, just post post school and just wondering like, wow, this is not what we thought the working world was going to be like. And we're not getting to be as creative as we thought we would be. And it just felt like part of part of our souls were dying in this corporate world. And, you know, I am super grateful for the corporate jobs that I had. They taught me a lot. They helped pay off my student loans, which I needed. But the jobs that I did, like I started off in the mailroom at this bank and I worked my way up and I ended up in learning and development, um, which was amazing because then I found out that, hey, I could teach adults and cool. I like this. And, you know, that was great. I learned so much, but it still just was not feeding a very important side of me. Mm -hmm. And Michelle was feeling the same way. So she's a graphic designer by trade and um, she's incredibly creative and, you know, it, she gets to exercise some of her creativity, but it's all very kind of regimented for, you know, the brand specificities of specific. Wow. Okay. Let me just <laughs> try that again. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it's all just very specific to the brand that she's working with. When in actuality, if you just let Michelle sit down and design, she can create just the most incredible things. And so we both were once more at boot camp getting just completely destroyed by this perky instructor. And we were laying there on our yoga mats panting. And we were like, you know, <laughs> what if we just like opened our own business and like did our own thing? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then we're like, what can we do? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> and so it kind of, from there, um, we both realized that we'd both been heavily involved in, in events um, our whole lives. Like Michelle throws the most ridiculously elaborate uh, themed events at her house multiple times a year. Um, I was the president of the Caribbean Association at my university. Um, and so we decided to have a go at the event industry. And we did not think we were going to get into weddings. We actually thought we were going to go more toward milestone events. And we, so the first year or two that we were doing this, we decided to try out different types of events. So we did milestone parties, children's birthday parties, um, engagements, uh, weddings, and a couple of corporate events. And we realized very quickly that, yeah, no, kids' birthday parties were not for us. Next. <laughs> yep, <laughs> not for me. Um, and so we ended up deciding that, you know, the, what, the design for weddings and for corporate, we both just had such a passion for it. And we decided to then kind of uh, create like more of a laser focus on um, weddings and corporate. And things just kind of took off from there. But I love how you guys tried a lot of different things. And then you're like, okay, we're going to laser focus. Because a lot of people, they don't really try a bunch of things. They get into one thing and then they stay there because it's comfortable. <laughs> so it, yeah. at least you knew that. Um, so is Michelle your business partner now or is she the person that you guys met when y'all were like teenagers okay so <laughs> the story you of gotta michelle. share it the story so of cute. michelle so she and i have been very very close friends since we were 16 so just like more than half of our lives now and um we actually met over the internet um so we both lived in toronto but we lived in two very different ends of toronto and so 
Um, at that time when we were in high school, you weren't really like hanging out. Like I'm from the West End, she's from the East End, and we weren't really like hanging out um, on the other, on either side. So we didn't know each other in person, but we actually, it was one of those things where we both had Black Planet. So back in the day, Black Planet was a thing and it was a big thing in the States. So I know some of your readers know this and I am definitely aging myself, but it's all good. <laughs> was so, that, I've never heard of, is it like, was it like MySpace back in the day? Like, yeah, I've never it was heard something of it. like MySpace. Okay. It okay, was something it. like MySpace, but it was called blackplanet.com. And so I had a page and she had a page. And it was one of those things where I saw her page and I was like, oh my God, I love your page. And she's like, oh my God, I love your page. Oh my God, you're so pretty. Oh my God, you're so pretty. And then Aww. we became like MSN friends and we stayed MSN friends throughout high school, through university. And then for her 21st birthday, she invited me down to come spend the weekend with her and her friends. And like she was throwing this big party. So I hopped on a bus from Waterloo and made it down to her house. And then after that, it was like, all right, we just love each other so much. And we just stayed the best of friends. And she's getting married next year. And I'm her matron of honor. And, you know, she was a bridesmaid for my wedding. And she's like, you know, we're and when we opened the business together, it just worked out so well because we are two very different. um, We're very similar in some ways. But when it comes to like the business side of things, we're very different. So I'm more of like the... Well, okay, so how do I put this for my clients? When we talk about what Michelle and I bring to the table, it's that if you want a bear to juggle down the aisle at your wedding, I can find it for you. And Michelle will make sure that the bear is dressed according to your wedding brand. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's like the two different skill sets that we bring to the table. But that's awesome. And most people, it's like, the stars just align like for business people because as business owners, we tend to hire and go into business with people that are like us because it seems easy, but really that's like the worst thing you can do. You've got to find a business partner or people that are not like you so that they can shine in the area that they shine in and then you shine and then you bring it together and it's like this amazing event and knowing that you both bring different qualities and different mindsets to the table and then you respect each other. So that's not normal. I mean, it's amazing. And I think like the more we talk about it because nowadays like entrepreneurship is cool and branding is cool. (laughs) But like back in the day when, you know, like this shit didn't exist and no one was talking about it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, so it's awesome that you have that so that there's a lot of, um, amazing creative people out there, but they don't know how to execute. They know how to come up with the ideas and they can source them. But when it comes to actually execution, it is a shit show behind the scenes and I'm hearing it more and more in our industry, which probably that's why you and I both like love education. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so, so how, like, how have things changed for you guys as a business from like when you first started to now? Like, what are the the top things that are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is so different now. Now, let me be clear. We did not know what we were doing when we first started. (laughs) We were definitely um, partners uh, and we were committed to growing this business, but we did not know what we were doing. And we were 100% fake until you make it. Like, that's how we were. And Amen. <laughs> yeah, like 100%. That's how we were. And we definitely, 
researched a lot. We did a lot of trial and error. We tried a lot of like doing things ourselves and like kind of figuring things out. My personality type is that I will do like exhaust every area of research that I possibly can about a subject that I want to learn about before I'll break down and be like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like we can figure this out. <laughs> always been, that has always been my way. I'm like, I can figure this out. And Michelle is the same way. And we're like, we'll see something. We're like, we could do that. You know, that we could figure that out, you know? And that's how we, that's really like how when started. And, um, but what's, and the other way that we really kind of got started was we did a lot of blogging and we did a lot of blogging in a time where I think for, and honestly, even still with the wedding industry, a lot of people don't blog and we blogged like crazy. We would do venue spotlights, vendor spotlights. We would just talk about trends in the industry before we even had clients. And as a result, people were booking us because they just saw how present we were and focused on like industry topics and things like, you know, are, are the way that we approached the blogging was what did like the way I approached it really, because I did the lion's share of the blogging. It was what kind of things, what was I looking for when I was getting married? What did I look up? And so I, the basis for our blog was based on that, like as somebody who planned a wedding. And for me, it was especially challenging because as a second generation, um, our parents didn't get married here. And so getting married here is a whole new experience for us, like for both Michelle and I, she has the same background as me. And so our parents got married back home that, you know, back home mysterious place that we don't really know a lot about. And so they weren't much help for us either. So that's kind of how we approached it, like with fresh eyes, like what does the wedding industry mean to us? Because we are like a whole new generation of people getting married in Canada. Yeah, totally. So like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I love, and for, for those of you who are listening, um, take note that I feel like I coach a lot of young new planners and they're like, but I don't have that. And I don't have a big budget to do a style shoot. And I don't have, it's like excuse after excuse. I'm like, wait, what? Like, First off, like you just said, you were putting content out there based on what you're passionate about and the ideas that you all knew you could come up with and execute, or you'll partner with somebody who can execute it, right? But just building that blog and vlog and that's organic content. Yes, you can pay for Google ads and yes, you can pay for Facebook ads, but let's be honest, if you have consistent content, you will organically show up everywhere. I know because it, I do it and it works. <laughs> it's so true. It's, and so, I had vendors tell me that all the time. They were like, wow, oh, you're the girls from WIM. Like we see your content everywhere. And I'm like, great, because like we were still brand new, but we were just pushing the content and I would just write a blog and then create like a little graphic for Twitter, for Facebook, for Instagram, and for Pinterest, and just share everything out on every platform and there, and on LinkedIn, and there it was just out there in the universe, and people, people found us. That's amazing. How did you guys decide on, like, obviously in our industry, like, the small details matter. So, like, when it comes to your brand, and I'm sure that you all pre-qualify clients to make sure that they're in alignment with your brand, how did you all arrive at, okay, this is our logo. This is what we're going to do to grow our brand. Like talk me through that journey. So that was that I will attribute all to Michelle. So we sat down and one day and we were just talking about 
kind of our values and like how we want our clients to feel and what our ideal clients look like. And that was really the hardest part. It was just like kind of really nailing down who that ideal client was. And um, Michelle and I actually worked with a coach and to kind of create this profile for who our ideal client was. And at that point we arrived at um, actually a friend of mine. Um, She, she got married a couple of years ago, but her personality and her style, her aesthetic, everything about her was kind of like our ideal bride. And so we just basically profiled her. And so we were talking, we sat down with her and we were talking about, you know, what are your favorite uh, types of restaurants? What are your, you know, like what kind of wedding content do you look at online? And, you know, we basically created a profile for our ideal bride um, and our ideal couple based off of her. And then from there, we built our branding around that. So it was just, you know, um, what do our touch points with this bride look like? Like, how do we appeal to her right from our website, from the language that we use in our emails, um, the types of captions that we're using on Instagram, all of that. And that's, and really, I think um, by creating that laser focus on our ideal client, we're able to really just appeal to her. Um, And what's great about that is that, you know, I I am 100% the kind of planner where I'm like, I'm not for everyone. And I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that. I don't want to cast a wide net and pull everything in. I just want to pull in the weddings that are a good fit for me where I can be of the best service to those couples. That's amazing because like I was quite the opposite again. I didn't, I didn't understand what a client avatar was. Like I didn't know any of that. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. I'll help you. I'll help you. And I feel like the burnout rate is like it quickly approaches if you don't laser focus on who your target audience is. So how do you all, do you feel like because you took the time to work with a coach and you identified your perfect client before you even like, were like, okay, come on, open the floodgates. You feel like now you, it's like you worked hard really before that. So now when people come to you, do you feel like you all get the right client or do you still have to pre-qualify and weed through all of that? So we definitely have more of the right clients approaching us from the beginning, but we definitely still pre-qualify because um, I'm, I'm a soft touch sometimes because like, you know, I, I definitely love working with people. Um, there are so many different uh, couples out there that, you know, their personalities are amazing and I would just love to work with everyone, but I honestly can't. And I, I, we've grown our team and we're still sort of at capacity. <clears throat> and so uh, pre-qualification is very important because, you know, I like to make sure that we can be the best fit for our couples. Um, and that of course, you know, they're on the right, their brand right for us as well, because I just, you know, if I'm being real, like if I can't showcase a wedding, I don't really want to do it. If that makes sense, just because like, I like to be able to uh, showcase amen. all the weddings that we do. <laughs> and so if it's not, a good brand fit for us. It's just like, I don't know, like, I don't feel like there's so many different planners out there. And I am 100% the kind of planner that if, if it's not the right fit for me, I'm more than happy to pass the, 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 the couple on to another planner. Like I have a big network of friends in the industry and I'm always happy, you know, there's more than enough for everyone. So for me, it's just like, I want to focus on the people that I can serve best. Um, and so we have different ways of doing that. Like we do, 
um, we, we have intake questionnaires and like, you know, just the language that we use on our website. Um, it's very specific. So, you know, we're, we're kind of a goofy bunch and we make sure that the language comes through and, you know, there's some people that that doesn't mesh well with them and that's okay. You know, we're not for you and that's fine. So in, like, I was looking at your Instagram the other day, which is beautiful. And I noticed like you and I both, like we are into these small details and we know that that matters and not all, which I feel like, again, like you got to plan it out and then you actually have to design and execute it, which is, you know, two different things. Um, but I can tell you guys do it so well and like all of the branding and it's just, y'all check out their Instagram events by whim. It's gorgeous. And there's like lots of different diversity and beautiful colors and, but you can tell that there is definitely an aesthetic theme that you're not going to half-ass do anything. (laughs) Like, no, yes. You got to go all the way. We put our whole asses into it. We put our whole asses into it, I promise. I, <laughs> I, and your little boy is precious. Oh, thank you. Like, oh my gosh. He's in a few of these pictures too. So I know that like working with clients that are appreciative of like all of the details and they, I don't know if you get this, but they kind of feel like we're like best friends or something. And it's like, I'm really not your friend. Like I'm your planner and like we're designing. And so I love that you think that and I would do anything for you because you're my client. But how do you and Michelle like set the boundaries to make sure that you love each and every client? Like how do you even do that? <laughs> do you get still get the crazies? I do sometimes. <laughs> so at first I did not. And I learned my lesson a couple of times. I remember I had um, a bride call me frantically at 2am and I was just like, okay, your wedding is more than six months away. There is oh no God. reason for you to call, be calling me at two in the morning. My husband, God bless him. He is the most patient man in the world. He has done everything possible to support me in chasing this crazy dream. And you know, he, oh, that's um, awesome. but yes, he's amazing. But like at the same time, I need to make sure that I'm protecting my marriage. I'm protecting my, my kid. I'm protecting myself and my mental health. Like all of that is super important. Um, and so I really do believe in the importance of setting boundaries. So we stay in love with our clients and they'll love us even more. Um, especially as women, it's so easy to let our boundaries slip. Um, especially when, you know, they're, there aren't that many female entrepreneurs to begin with. And so I feel like we all feel like we have something to prove and we need to be the best at what we do and the best for our clients, but we also need to be the best for ourselves. And so, um, we all need to be the best best. for ourselves. And I'm learning this as a new mom. I'm learning this like big time. I need to be the best for myself so that number one, I can be a great wife and mother. Like I need, these are things that I need to be for my family. And so if I'm not putting these boundaries in place with business and I let myself slip and then everything around me just dissolves into chaos because let's be real. I am holding up this household. Like that's what moms do. Like this is, this is what our, you know, this is like what we naturally do. And so with my clients, they've all been incredible. And again, I pre-qualify the heck out of them because I need to make sure that I'm working with people that understand that I'm a person too. Um, So the way that I do that, I lay out SLAs, um, business working out, hours before they sign my contract they need to know it 
in advance um, that, you know, this is typically how long I'll take to respond. Um, these are the working hours that I adhere to and no, 2 a.m. is not acceptable. And I actually even have it in our welcome package that if you have an emergency and you are on fire, call the fire department because I can't put out that fire. There is no reason it. that you need to call me at two in the morning. Like even if it's, even if it's two days before the wedding, at two in the morning, there is no, no vendor that is available that can help you at that time. So whatever it is, we're going to have to wait until the morning. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. And, you know, it's, it's also a little bit of respect because, you know, if you want somebody to be working at their best, you probably shouldn't be waking them up in the middle of the night, you know? Right. Um, and then the other way that I do it with my clients is that we make it very easy for them to schedule time with us. So Personally, I hate going back and forth trying to find a time that works with people. It drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. So I actually use a calendar app called Calendly. It's one of my favorite things. I um, love it. <laughs> yes, there's a free version and a paid version. And it either way, you got tons of features. And it's super easy because it speaks to my calendar. So I can work in, you know, dropping my son off to school, picking my son up, um, time for the gym, time for whatever else, like personal appointments I have. Uh, all of that goes into my calendar and then Calendly speaks, basically speaks with my calendar and figures out when I'm available outside of that based on the parameters that I put in. And then client, my couples can just click the link and pick whatever kind of appointment they want. And it's so easy because I don't have to like, you know, frustrate them by going back and forth, trying to figure out what works. They can just pull out a date and time that works for them. That's awesome. Yeah, we, um, so two like really specific things that I want to make sure that our listeners get. The first thing is before, like when you're meeting, I mean, we talk to a lot of people through Zoom now, like we don't even meet face to face with a lot of people anymore because people come from all over. And, but we set the expectation up front, which is key. It took me about, I don't know, 12, 13 years to actually like understand that. I actually had a coach that came to my meetings, a couple of my meetings, and watched me. I didn't even know what the F I was saying. So basically, I'm like, anything you need, 365, 24-7, like, I'm there for you. Like, we are that committed and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what the hell I was trying to prove. And then same, same thing. People would text me and call me at two and three in the morning and then I would get pissed and then I would complain. And my coach was like, Angela, but you told them that they could do that. And I don't even think you realize you're saying these things. And so stop saying them. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. And so same thing, like we lay it out, like these are the expectations. I handle this the team members in my company handled these things and set the boundaries. And guess what? You're not only going to get the business and the right business, but people are going to respect you and your time. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And then the other thing is like you said, you can't be everything to everybody and you're not going to be working at your best if, if you're allowing these things. Every once in a while, things do slip up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, because we just have to get shit done. Yep. <laughs> um, and we have clients that are like super last minute. And it, even though in our contract, it says like, you can't make any changes 14 days. It's like, Ugh, but it's like my own fault for like allowing it. So if I'm going to allow it, then I can't be mad at the client or I can't be aggravated at the client. That's so, true. I mean, it's, it reminds me of something that my mom used to tell me. She used to say, you know, we are doomed to um, 
we're doomed to suffer through what we put up with. And uh, I realized that early on that, you know, these kind of boundaries are critical um, just because it's true. If we just kind of say, hey, you know, I'm here for you 24 7, 365, then clients will be like, great, you know, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. And I feel like, honestly, as small business owners, we sometimes feel like we have something to prove that like, you know, we're, we're always going to be available and we will, we will do every single thing possible for you. And it's like, yeah, now I'm like, yes, I will do everything single thing possible for you within business hours. And within reason. Yes, within reason. <laughs> absolutely. Cause you know, we, I like to say, think that, you know, we, we can pull off miracles, but like, you know, we also, sometimes can't pull off miracles. So it's got to be within reason. It's, it gets a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. And you're just being real. And the other thing is, um, I I've used a lot of different calendar apps. I'm an app fiend and I will say, um, Calendly, Calendly is awesome. We use it for like very specific things. For example, we use a link specifically for the podcast. We use a link for tours for a new co-working space for women that we're part of. So I love how you can segment out and then you can assign colors mm-hmm. to different initiatives that you're working on. And so, um, we have it plugged in to very specific days and it helps us plan ahead. So we're not like, Oh shoot, like that's coming up. We need to do that. And we really try to always, when we're talking to our clients, like we do a four step process. So I tell them like, you're going to see me or talk to me four times throughout this entire process. These are the four things I do. Amanda does the rest right now. And so we always try to have that next meeting every single time we're ending a meeting so that they don't email and text and call a million times. It's like, if you have thoughts, put it in your Google doc and we will thoroughly discuss it in our next meeting. And psychologically, if people know, okay, I've got 15 days before I'm going to be with my planner. And then they'll literally, people tell me this, they like count it down. They're like, well, I know I'm going to see you in three days or talk to you in three days. So it's almost like potty training people. <laughs> so they know they have that to look forward to. So they don't feel like they just have to get it out right now. And it does take time. But do you guys do that where you tell people, okay, like this is for sure the next time we're going to talk? Or do you just let them give you information and, and let it come in as they think about it? Like, how do you guys manage that with boundaries? So we actually use um, a CRM with our couples. So we use Isle Planner um, on our end. So we have um, our couples are able to sort of leave leave feedback in different areas. Um, We do have regular touch points with all of our couples. Uh, The frequency depends on the type of package that they have booked with us. But we definitely use our touch points for kind of discussing, you know, everything that is coming up due right now and then in between our couples use Isle Planner, they love it. So the way that we have it structured for the specific packages that they um, are booking with us, they love Isle Planner. So we get a lot of our feedback um, and a lot of our action items in there. So we use a lot of the notation side of it um, and then uh, their tasks and the, the contacts area, that's where a lot of like that happens for us. And then we have working documents with our couples as well for our meetings. So it's more like agenda items. Um, and that's kind of like what we work on for the meetings. And if anything pops up before that, typically they'll give me a heads up about, um, additional items that they might want to talk about during our touch points. But 
Um, I believe strongly in regular touch points. I like a regular calendar. I don't like having like a super unpredictable calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's why I'm like big on regular touch points with our couples. That way, you know, nothing really falls through the cracks because it's one thing when you first start and you're side hustling um, and you have a couple of clients um, that you're juggling, but it's very different when that like five weddings per year grows to like 35 weddings per year. You really need to like have more of a solid um, management tool in the background. Like some people can make it work with Google documents alone. And I'm just like, y'all are amazing. Like, it's just not for me. But again, it depends on where your couples are at. Like our couples are all over the world. So we have a lot of people that are coming in from everywhere getting married in Toronto. And so as a result, Isle Planner works well for us because then they're able to log in wherever they are and sort of have all their tools in front of them. That's awesome. How are you balancing? I know you have a toddler (laughs) and like, I mean, taking on 30, 40, 50 full service clients and managing it all. I mean, guys, make sure you have some type of a software, some type of a CRM, back your stuff up in the cloud. Don't let it live on your computer. (laughs) Let me just throw that in there. Um, But how have you adjusted like as a mom for your son and has it impacted your availability to be present in the business? Like how do you balance that as a mom? Well, I have an amazing team. And I literally am on my knees thanking God every day for my team because they are incredible. (laughs) I would not be able to do what I do without them. They are amazing. I have amazing vendors. Like our network is so great. Um, When I was expecting my son, when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, you know, I was so excited. And, you know, my husband and I were like over the moon, so excited. Like, and then I thought about the business and I was like, oh shit, (laughs) and it was funny because in that moment, um, within two weeks of me finding out that I was expecting, um, a past bride of mine actually reached out to me. And I remember when we did her wedding, her name's Elena. And when we did Elena's wedding, I remember telling Michelle that, you know, we did, we were month of management for her. And I remember telling Michelle, this girl is like one of the only brides that we've worked with that has really has that wedding planner like thing to her, like the way that she thought about her wedding and just the thoughtfulness that she put into the client, um, the guest experience and all of these little like sort of thoughtful details that she um, thought about for her wedding and just the way that she was kind of organized in her thinking and, um, and her own notes and what whatnot. I remember telling Michelle, you know, she would make a great wedding planner and she's very calm and like she has that kind of personality. And uh, lo and behold, she reached out to me two weeks after I found out I was expecting and she's like, hey, you know, I quit my job and I got certified and I'm ready to do this. Like, can I shadow you? I'll buy you coffee and donuts. And I'm like, I will do you one better. (laughs) You know, I really feel like when things happen, um, you know, there's there solutions will come like that's kind of I've always been like, take a step of faith. Like here, here I am this will work out. It'll be fine. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing this in good faith. It will be fine. And, you know, Elena came to us and it was a match made in heaven. She joined our team and we haven't looked back. Like she's been amazing. Um, in terms of balancing, I feel like I'm standing on my head most days, but, um, (laughs) but you know, um, I've just gotten a little bit tighter about my availability. Like I, there's certain non-negotiables in my life. Um, being available for my son is a big one because, really and truly, 
I started this business with Michelle because I wanted flexibility. I wanted to, this was years ago, seven years ago when we started, I said, one day in the future, I hope to have a family and I hope to be able to take care of my family the way that I want to because I have flexibility. And so I remember after my son was born, I felt like I had something to prove, like I'm not going to, you know, have this baby and then disappear. And then I'm going to pop back up when I'm ready and like have to rebuild everything from scratch because we were like, you know, really present on social media and our blog and everything. And I didn't want to lose that momentum. And so I really felt like I had something to prove. And then I had to like kind of look down at the sweet baby and remind myself of why I got into this business and remind myself that it's important to let go sometimes. And so I had to really like, you know, deal with that part of myself that wanted to like hold on and be involved in everything and trust my team. And Elena and Michelle and Sylvia, they handled everything and I was able to relax and take care of my, my baby. Now I was still involved in other areas like wedding shows and things like that, but I was able to take that time and just be present with him, which was amazing. And um, it taught me to, you know, you hire these people because they're smarter than you. So trust them to do what they're doing. And um, it was a good, a good lesson for me. That's awesome. Well, and it's funny how when life happens and we are kind of forced by God to like be, have our priorities in a different place and how our team can actually have the opportunity to shine. <laughs> and so that, I love that story. That's awesome. Like, I'm curious, how did your clients start giving you the nickname, the Brad Whisperer? Like, how did that all come about? So that nickname actually came from my husband and <gasps> really yes so he witnessed a few times where you know I'd have like somebody really frazzled on the phone and like or in person or you know um on the day of but like usually it was over the phone that he would overhear it and like you know I'd have somebody kind of you know like really panicking about something and we talk about it and I'd be like hey you know we've got this it's okay like that's like my catchphrase on the day of the wedding it's like we got this like we're fine and um just you know I always tell my couples I'm like there's a solution like if we you know there's always a solution like let's talk about it and you know we'll sit down we'll talk out what the issue is and they'll just be calm. And at the end of it, it'll be like, oh my God, Alicia, I love you. Thank you so much. I feel so much better. And my husband's just like, damn girl, you're like the bride whisperer. And I thought it was hysterical. So I told Michelle about it. And so when she redesigned the next round of business cards, she's like, oh, I'm putting that on your card. And so it's just kind of like a little joke now, but people find it so funny. They're like, oh, you're the bride whisperer. Are you, are you that good? And I'm like, well, you'll have to hire me to find out. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny, like all these little things, like we, every year we have a theme, like this year was like level up. How are we going to level up? And which all came from like a Sierra rap song and a dance. <laughs> and then for 2020, we decided like, okay, we're just going to keep going with GSD because we're always saying like, we have to GSD, like we have to GSD, which means a lot like we have to be, be very focused with our time and our calendar and intentional with the clients we're taking and what we're doing because life is short and time is short and how are we going to do all this? And so we literally have started putting it everywhere, like just, and people are like, what is GSD? Last night I had a shirt on that said it. And this guy's like, oh, do you have a German shepherd? And I'm like, is he talking to me? I'm like, what? And he's like, your shirt, German shepherd dog. And he's like, I have a German shepherd. And he starts telling me all about his dog. And I'm like, oh no, this means get shit done. Like, 
I do productivity and with technology. And he just kind of looked at me and kept talking about his dog. (laughs) And so when we were researching hashtags, we're like, okay, we should probably, you know, do a little bit of branding on this. So people know we're not talking about a dog. And trust me, I love dogs. I have two dogs for my babies. But on, on Instagram, like a lot of the hashtags, they all go to German Shepherd dogs. <laughs> but I'm like, our brains are in such different areas, but it's kind of funny. And I've learned to listen to your audience. And so when something sticks and you're like, yeah, I'm the Broadway, you know, you own it. And it just becomes like your tagline and then it becomes a marketing tool. And it's like, well, if you want to know how we do it, you hire us. True. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, I've got one more question for you because we're out of time, unfortunately. But can you tell us how you have been involved with WIPA and being involved in that organization and being in charge of communication and education and just growing that chapter? How has that affected your business? So I joined WIPA in May. Um, so we're still pretty new. Um, we're the, like I mentioned before, we're the first Canadian chapter. Um, but it has been such a blessing. I'm working with just these industry giants in Toronto. And, you know, we're working on our own branding for um, what we want WIPA Toronto to mean. And basically, um, my belief about Toronto is that, you know, we are wedding powerhouses here. We've done every single kind of wedding you can think of every fusion combination you can think of we have every kind of food you can think of we have venues from barns to ballrooms we've got it all in Toronto and so being a part of uh, WIPA as the director of education has been incredible because we're able to um, you know I'm passionate about education and so we're putting that content out there not just to Toronto but to the world showing um, showcasing how much talent we have here and it's been incredible for my own business as well because you know being a part of WIPA has shown that I'm a leader in the industry and that I care about elevating our industry and that you know to my industry peers I care about making sure that we're all um, being elevated in our thinking and the way that we're doing business and you know maximizing our profits by being more efficient and just bringing in the best kind of education that we can have in um, in uh, in Toronto um, through WIPA and so it's just been, it's been great for my clients. Like they, they love, you know, hearing that like, you know, they have a planner that's involved in these parts of the, the wedding industry and that, you know, I care about more than just like booking weddings. You know, I care, like I'm passionate about what I'm doing outside of like just my own business. But um, WIPA is just such an incredible experience. And I'm really excited uh, for some of the speakers that we're going to have coming up and uh you know if anybody wants to see what toronto's doing you can just check us out on instagram it's whippa.toronto but yeah so it's been amazing yay yeah i have found that like the more i can get involved in the right groups um and and kind of and like i started out in a really small professional group and then uh, you would outgrow that and then people were like, where did you go? And I'm like, well, there's just another group and then another group, another group. So making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the people that can help you grow. Um, Cause not everybody 
everybody doesn't want the same thing. Not everybody wants to take over like the wedding world. Um, but definitely guys, if you're listening and you were in the wedding industry and the creative industry, de- definitely like go over to events by whim. I feel like I was looking at all y'all's platforms. I feel like on Instagram, your pictures, like it just displays your work so nicely. And if people have questions, they can reach out. I mean, why not? Like, you seem like you're very open to helping and leading and answering questions. It just, it baffles me that some people are in our industry won't share. And I'm like, well, are you going to take it, your information to the grave with you? <laughs> like, why won't you help people? Exactly. Um, and then what is RSVP by whim? So that's our stationary side in case oh. you're interested in seeing some of what Michelle's doing. She creates just the most beautiful stationary and it's available worldwide. So if anybody wants to check her out, her work is all custom and it's beautiful. That's amazing. And then of course your website, eventsbywhim.ca. And yeah, guys, check them out. Their work is absolutely beautiful. So thank you so much, Alicia, for your time and all your wisdom and for sharing everything with us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really, really had a great time. You are so welcome. Guys, be sure that you are a subscriber to Business Unveiled so that you do not miss any of the juicy details. And I will talk to you guys next week. Everybody have a great day and a great week. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.